What's good, everybody? Welcome to another Niners Nation Instant Reaction Podcast. I'm Rob Stats Guerrera here with you. Well, game number two is in the books. And as usual, we have a ton to discuss and we are going to break it all down here. I'm going to be joined by uh, Kyle Posey of Niners Nation soon. He's got a couple of things he needs to take care of after the game before he can jump on here with me. Uh, Big thing is I want to hear from you. Uh, Please shoot me your questions, comments, thoughts, anything you want us to talk about, anything you want us to address, weird stuff you saw, whatever it is. The whole point of these kind of shows is that we get to talk to you. I want to interact with you. Uh, I've got obviously a ton of thoughts, but we want this sort of be more of an informal kind of discussion type of thing. So you drop your comment in. I promise you I will see it. Uh, (laughs) A lot of Lance questions in there already. I'm going to get to all those. uh, Of course, I mean, the quarterback is obviously going to dominate the conversation. Uh, Look, when it comes to quarterback, it was... It was up and down. Um, Jimmy Garoppolo got in there and was moving the team down the field. You know, they started out. He had a nice drive. He got down to the red area, got down into a third down situation, a must pass situation. And what happens? He has a pocket. He has a window to throw. And Ayuk is there. And Jimmy throws way high. Ayuk jumps for it, tries to get it, deflects off his hands and goes into the hands of uh, Sante Samuel Jr., who apparently had got Jimmy a couple of times in the joint practices that they had earlier this week. It's just, I feel like this was supposed to be the new and improved Jimmy Garoppolo, wasn't it? Because, right, isn't that what the 49ers have told us? That it's not just, it's not just uh, that Jimmy is Jimmy. It's that he's better than ever. Best shape of his life. Kyle Shanahan said it's the best spring he's ever had, right? Everything was supposed to be better for Jimmy, better than he's ever been. He looks like the same dude to me. Same guy. Same guy he's always been. Can make some plays in crunch time, in must-pass situations. You can't depend on him. And again, that's what he showed me tonight. Uh, first question from Thomas. Will you be doing these shows for the regular season two? Yes, we absolutely will. Every, well, I don't want to say every Sunday because they'll play another games, but after every single game, we will stream the instant reaction podcast here on the YouTube page. Uh, I'm hoping I'll be able to be there for all of them, but if not me, someone from the Niners nation podcast network will Kyle Posey, Levin Black, Akash Anavarathan, Leo Luna, Javier Vega, one of us, Michelle Majuk, hopefully multiple will uh, will be able to join you. But yes, we are planning to do this uh, every week. Uh, Ray, not way high, way high, Ray, way high. That Garoppolo throw, which I have to say, when I saw it on the broadcast, I didn't think it was way high, but I saw a view from behind Garoppolo and it was way high. And I actually tweeted it out. If you want to go find it, it might be a little hard to find now. Let me see if I can retweet it. At Stats on Fire, as you see on the screen, is my Twitter handle. You can see from the from the view behind, it was way high. It was way worse than it looked. Ayuk uh, had to jump for it. Still couldn't get out, you know, just at the top of his hands. And that was the end of it. Um, before I get into Lance and some of the other stuff, something that I that caught my eye that was interesting was before the game, Apparently, John Lynch had said that Jimmy was going to get one series, then Lance was going to get two, and then Garoppolo was going to come back in. That was apparently the original plan. Now, that's obviously not what happened. Garoppolo played his series. It didn't end well. 
Lance came in and Garoppolo did not come back in the game after that. And I thought that was interesting. And I want to ask Kyle when he joins us. Um, This is one of the rare instances when Jimmy and Jimmy, excuse me, when Kyle and John Lynch were not on the same page. Usually those guys have been in lockstep, but for some reason, and maybe Kyle, I, I don't know what to think of that. It makes me think either Kyle knows for sure that he's starting Jimmy Garoppolo week one and that he didn't want him to look any worse because when he announces him as the starter, he didn't want to get crap for that from people. I don't know. Or maybe he knows for sure that Lance is going to be the starter. And so he figured, I'm, I'm going to start this guy. I'm frustrated with Jimmy. Let me just throw Lance in there to get as many reps as possible. I'm not sure which side that falls on. So that's one of the things I want to ask Kyle. Oh, look at this. Levin Black, did you miss me? No, Levin, I didn't miss you. You're supposed to be at work right now. Instead, he's typing comments here on the uh, on the YouTube show. No, we always appreciate everybody. Um, so I'm going to get to the land stuff. I'm going to get to some of the other questions on the team. Running back, two healthy running backs tonight for the whole game. That's a little concerning. I want to ask KP about that. Um, the returner situation, which I still feel like is very much in flux. And oh, by the way, Robbie Gold missed another point after touchdown tonight. I keep saying it over and over again. The kicker is going to be an issue for this team this year. And nobody seems to, you know, care. Doesn't matter. I guess we're focused on the quarterbacks. I know it's kickers, but I'm telling you in a big spot, that's going to come back to bite the 49ers right in the ass. I'm sorry. Uh, okay. Let's get into Trey Lance. What we saw, what we liked, what we didn't like. By the way, I see you, Edgar. We need a new kicker. Yeah, we do. Uh, here's a question. Do you think these drop Lance passes are something to worry about? Is it more of a wide receiver issue? Or here's the here's the thing. I am frustrated by everyone saying, oh, Lance throws the ball too hard. Like these guys catch the ball out of the jugs machine, okay? Like if they can catch it out of the jugs machine, they can catch it from Trey Lance. I, I'm tired of professional wide receivers needing a ball to be thrown less hard. Like you got one job to do, catch it. Now, does that mean Lance should be firing fastballs every single time? No, not at all. But, I mean, there was one pass tonight where Lance dropped back and fired fired it to Richie James, and Richie James, like, ducked. He didn't even look like he was ready for it. He looked like he wanted no part of it. Like, I'm sorry, man. You get in there and you catch the damn ball. I don't care how hard it's thrown. You know, like, Trey Lance doesn't get to ask pass rushers to rush less quickly or hit him less hard. Like, sorry, you got to catch the ball. But I did see that a lot of places. Um, I thought Lance was pretty good. You know, like Lance is what we're going to see from him, right? Yes, he's going to make some misreads. He's going to take some sacks. He's going to make some high throws, which we saw both Jimmy and Lance were throwing high. He's going to do those things. But then we also saw right before the half when he drops that beautiful I think it was a 41-yard pass to Trent Sherfield down the right sideline. And Sherfield makes the guy miss, gets the 49ers into scoring range. They eventually score. Like, that's the thing with what you're going to get with Lance. You're going to get those clunker plays because he's a rookie and he hasn't had a lot of experience. But you're also going to get those big, chunk, yardage, explosive plays. Kyle calls them explosives. Um, and that's going to make up for a lot of that stuff. And so I think that's what people need to remember. Javier Vega, what's up, Javi? Same guy, Jimmy Garoppolo, absolutely. Drop it in the chat. I don't know why 
I could send you the link, Javi, if you want to come in and join. I would love to have you on the show. I'm just saying. Uh, but uh, so Lance is going to make those explosive plays. It's going to compensate for some of his shortcomings. The other thing I wonder is. Did Kyle sort of let Trey off the leash a little bit in the second half? Because I feel like, especially in the first game, it seemed like Kyle told him not to use his legs, not to scramble. Because we didn't see Lance do that, and he took a bunch of sacks. Early in this game, I kind of saw a couple opportunities where Lance could run a little bit, and he really didn't. There was one play where he extended it a little bit. Um, But then in the second half, Lance, I don't know if he just looked calmer. He looked freer. He actually took off and run and extended a play. I don't know if there was a shift there or if he just felt more comfortable. So he ran, but I, I just see, you can see the shift in the offense with him. There was even a play early in the game where he dropped back to pass. It wasn't open. He rolled out, extended the play and he just threw it out of bounds. But what that did was that saved a third and five or third and six opportunity instead of him getting a sack like Jimmy Garoppolo probably would have. And then it would have been third and 10, third and 15, whatever the case may be, and the drive would have basically been over. That's the little things that where Trey's mobility is going to make a difference for this team. And I thought you saw it there uh, just with some of the the change in the game situation based on Trey and his legs and what he was going to do. So, yes, I know he was up and down. I know, you know, I saw, I think Albert Breer had a tweet like, did Trey Lance get better in this one or did the competition get worse? And I agree. Like he did better against the second and third string guys than he did against the first string guys, but he also had second and third string teammates. And, you know, the touchdown pass, the second touchdown that he threw, um, I don't care if it's second string or third string guys in there. Like he fired, he looked off the coverage and fired a frozen rope that was right on the money. And like, that doesn't matter if they're second string guys or third string guys. It didn't affect his throw. Like his throw was perfect and exactly where it needed to be. So I, I, I have always said that Trey Lance should be the starter week one. Nothing I've seen this preseason has changed my mind. If anything, I feel even stronger about it. I just feel like he can do everything Jimmy Garoppolo can do, and he can make explosive plagues with his arm or with his legs. So, again, I don't know if Kyle's decision to not put Jimmy back in the game was because he had already decided the quarterback competition one way or the other, but to me, I've seen enough. I've seen enough to know that I don't need to see the Jimmy Garoppolo movie again one more time. I'm sorry. I just don't. And if if Trey gets hurt or whatever, and Jimmy has to come in, the 49ers can keep the season afloat. Absolutely. But I want high ceiling guys. And I'm sorry, the ceiling, we've seen the ceiling with Jimmy. I just, this is the difference. When Jimmy Garoppolo drops back, I worry about what's going to happen to us. And when Trey Lance drops back, I worry about, what he's going to do to the defense. Like, I just feel so much more comfortable with Trey Lance and Jimmy Garoppolo. Every time Jimmy throws, I'm worried it's going to be an interception. I'm sorry. And maybe it's just me. Let's see if Kyle Posey feels the same way. What up, KP? What up, man? How you doing? Uh, I'm all fired up about these quarterbacks. Um, Let me ask you this first thing, because this was a big surprise to me. Before the game, John Lynch said that it was going to go Jimmy for a series, then Trey Lance for two series, and then Garoppolo was going to come back in the game. But that obviously is not what happened. Garoppolo played his series, and then Trey took over. What does that say to you? Does that say anything to you? Because I think it kind of says that one way or another, Kyle's decided on the quarterbacks. So when you say that, do you mean he's decided on Jimmy or he's he's decided on Trey? Either one. 
I don't know who it is, but I think it means that he's decided one way or the other. He either said, Jimmy pissed me off with that interception. I'm done with him. And I want to see, you know, give Trey the reps and let's get him used to it. Or he said, you know what? I know I'm going to go with Jimmy. I don't want him to look any worse. I don't need to play him anymore. Let's just take him out and not put him back. Yeah, I'm glad you said that just because it has to be like we have to talk about the possibility of Jimmy starting for obvious reasons. But I think this is a matter of how long the first drive went. So they mm. like a seven minute drive, a seven minute, and 27 minute uh, second drive. And then once he had a chance to come back onto the field, it was the freaking second quarter already. So uh, that's what I think it's really boils down to just the fact that, you know, you don't want to get him in there with the defensive second and third teamers. And that way guys are playing hero ball, you know, trying to take out your starting quarterback. See, that's a much more reasoned and logical take than what I had earlier than when you came on. <laughs> because I was saying maybe he's just decided one way or another. I just thought it was surprising because it was Shanahan and Lynch not being on the same page, and I feel like they usually are. No, and they are. And maybe maybe the plan was going in, but obviously football is fluid. So um, yeah, he just went – he just rolled out with the decision. And it's probably about feeling, you know, getting your starters um, – your starter snaps too, because, you know, McGlinchey was off after the, after the first couple of series. So you're not going to put Jimmy back in for a fourth series mm-hmm. after, you know, your backups are in. I just thought that whole plan was weird. Like why, what would be the point of putting Jimmy Garoppolo back in the game? If you want to see longer Jimmy Garoppolo, let him play the first two series, unless you wanted Lance to get in with the ones. Is that maybe what he was thinking? Yeah, and that's what I imagine. But again, they're so banged up, man. That you know, oh, I know. Mac didn't play. Trent Williams didn't play. George Kittle didn't play. So, what are you really going to learn from Jimmy Garoppolo by sending him out there with you know guys that he's not going to play with? So, Kyle Shanahan speaking now, and he didn't put the drop on uh, or the quote unquote drop on uh, Garoppolo from Ayuk on the wide receiver at all. Do you agree with that? Say that again. He didn't put the interception on Ayuk at all. So, yeah, he's so what Shanahan said was he doesn't put Ayuk's drop on Garoppolo at all, which I oh. understand protecting your quarterback. And what did, did you get a chance to see the replay? Oh, yeah. I mean, come on, that's crazy to me. The replay would have been like a circus spectacular catch by Ayuk. Yeah, he is a really good athlete and he went up to get it. And even with his outstretched arms, mind you, this guy can probably jump out of the gym. He still wasn't able to get it. So, um, I mean, I don't – I really don't understand the point in Shannon saying, oh, that's on my quarterback, that's on Jimmy. But uh, we know. Like, we know the real answer. But, like, yeah, we can see the games, Kyle. <laughs> like, it's not a secret. Like, and I didn't think the throw, the interception of the throw was that bad at first. But then I saw an angle from behind Jimmy. And when you see it from behind, it looks even worse. Like, the throw was way worse than I thought. And this is supposed to be the improved Jimmy Garoppolo, Kyle. Like, isn't this supposed to be the best Jimmy Garoppolo we've ever seen? Yeah, I mean, we have to understand he's 29, man. He is who he is at this point. And uh, everything that happens in practice is what happened tonight. Everything that happens in practice is what happened last week. So um, Jimmy Garoppolo is going to be the same guy. There's a reason that they look to upgrade. And that's not just, you know, based on injuries. So um, I don't know what else to expect from him. Um, he has one more chance to, I mean, when I say that when preseason finale has one more chance to impress, it's really comes back to Trey Lance has one more chance to impress because we know what we're getting. That first drive was a microcosm of what we've seen from Garoppolo all the time. You're going to remember 
the results and not the process because the process has not been there. I mean, the dream says, do you think Lance is ready to be the starter after today's game? I would start him. Yeah. Then the only reason that is the case is because what, what is the reason you wouldn't start him? Right. On everything that we've seen so far. And, and again, this is going to be fluid because if Lance comes out here next week and just puts up a donut against the Raiders and just doesn't look comfortable, doesn't look confident, is making the same mistakes, then that's going to be an issue. But we saw just on one rep him use his legs for the first time, and it seems like he has an electric collar around his neck, and whenever he gets a chance to run, Kyle's back there like, bloop, 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 right? don't do it. So we got, a, we got a chance to see a little bit of athleticism today, but really, I mean, just, just stretching the field again. Uh, he has a hose. Obviously, that first of all, that Richie James drop, I've never seen a wide oh. receiver duck out of the way of a pass. That was <laughs> nuts. And I saw people say that, you know, the ball got up on him too fast. But if you look, his head was around. And he had yes. time, but uh, that was something else. Um, but, yeah, I, I just don't know what what would be the reason for Trey Lance. So Kyle Shanahan's talked about how he wants to see Trey Lance play with the starters. He wants to see him run with the ones. Mm-hmm. You know what a good time to do that is? In games, because <laughs> if you don't play him, you know, out of the gate, are you going to just are you going to do the thing where you go you rotate quarterbacks? Um, he has to get reps. He has to get consistent reps, and he has to get in rhythm for your quarterback to do that. He has to play. That's your future. That's your future. The 49ers are stacked around him. So what we're seeing now probably isn't going to be you know what we're going to see a month from now. Like Trey's going to get better. He's going to improve on all of the fat, all the facets of playing quarterback, man. So uh, the sky is really high. We kind of saw that as he settled down. He was amped up. Like I've watched him practice and. Uh, that that radar gun today was a lot faster than what it was during practice. So um, I don't know if that's going to be a thing for him just early in games. It's going to take him a little while to settle down, but yep. he was juiced. And there's no doubt about that. And we've seen that from other quarterbacks too. Uh, this comment right here, Prioris555. Five, 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 five. I don't know if this is Jimmy Burner or if this is sarcastic or what. Here's the thing. He won't fix it, dude. Jimmy will, f- interceptions are a non-concern, he said. Jimmy will fix it. No, he won't. Because this is who he is. He hasn't fixed anything, Kyle. I, if I made the argument that the best football that Jimmy Garoppolo ever played with the 49ers was in 2017 when he didn't even know the playbook, could you argue with me? Uh, no. Again, like I think the questions that we need to be asking are, how has Jimmy improved since he was first a starter? And if you don't have any tangible reasons, if all of your pointing to are quarterback wins or whatever else it may be, then that's not like – that's not a real reason to prop him up. Uh, Kyle Shanahan said, he just said that he's never, he hasn't seen anything during the preseason to change his mind that Jimmy G is the starter. He also said that, you know, he expects, um, oh, sorry, I missed what the quote was. Oh, oh sorry. So he was talking about, he, was, he said he was happy that Trey Lance bounced back from a rough start, um, which was nice. Obviously, he bounced back with two touchdowns, but how do you feel about that? Is that just Kyle playing it close to the vest again, or is that how he really feels? Does he really think that, you know, Jimmy is going to be the guy? Because, to be fair, it was a rough start, and uh, Lance did not look comfortable. And how much of that is on the nerves and how much of that is just him missing high? Because if we're just keeping it a buck and being honest, he has missed high during training camp, and that has not – or that has certainly been an issue. If Jimmy had come out in this preseason and was killing it and Lance was playing the way he was playing, maybe I could understand that. Maybe. But Jimmy's been just as shaky as Lance has been. Like, that's what I don't get. And in practice, Jimmy's been worse, if you can believe the 
the practice, I mean, their practice statistics, but like if you, if you use those as your ballpark, clearly nobody has distanced themselves in this competition. So why not go with the guy who can make the chunk explosive plays, who can use his legs to get out of trouble. He just gives you so much more. It's not like Jimmy Garoppolo is going out there and protecting the ball all the time. And, you know, like leading the team consistently down the field. I just, I don't get what, what is Kyle waiting for? Like, that's what I don't get. Like, what is, what hasn't he seen that he needs to see? So I think it just depends on what side of the argument you're on because Shanahan all, like he didn't say that Jimmy's going to be the week one starter. Like he was pretty much outright ass and he would not answer the question to name Jimmy G the starter. So Perhaps that's how we should frame it. And, I mean, he pretty much said the situation is similar. So it's Kyle being Kyle. We're saying a lot without really saying anything at all. But I think in his defense, he can play this out, man. He doesn't have to rush to make a decision. He can wait until Saturday before the game or even Sunday, the morning that they're playing the Lions to name the starter. But, again, these guys are going to know behind closed doors, and that's what really matters. Like, we're – this is all just going to be right. us. They're, they're going to have an idea, and I'm sure that they already have an idea. Uh, <laughs> we'll just see if that changes. So something to keep an eye on moving forward. Uh, do the reps change? So yes. next is going to be the dress rehearsal for the preseason. So will we see Trey Lance get 50-50 like Levin asked, or will it be 60-40? Will it be 70-30 during the game? So that's something uh, that we're going to have to keep an eye on. These tweets on the timeline are so great. Eric, Kyle Shanahan said Jimmy Garoppolo remains clear starter, as he was at the start of training camp. He then declined to name Garoppolo the week one starter. <laughs> it's the, like, so I feel like he could end a lot of this, right? They could solve, they could stop a lot of this. If he said, Jimmy's the week one starter. And like, yeah, maybe he wants to sort of keep some mystery so that Detroit doesn't know who to prepare for. But they we haven't even seen Trey Lance really run anyway. So like, I, I don't know. I I do, I do not like the way the 49ers have handled this whole thing, Kyle. So do you think he has any benefit of naming the starter? I don't think he does. Like, I don't th- I don't think there's any real reason for him to do that just because, like, everything we just talked about, you want to keep – you want to make the Lions prepare for multiple quarterbacks. We know that we're going to see Trey Lance. We're going to see Jimmy Garoppolo. The odds are just like – or the only question left is to see, like, how much each of them plays. And maybe he rides a hot hand during the game. Who knows? Like, they have oh. – God, uh, it, I would not rule that out. Knowing every, knowing just Kyle Shanahan, the person, like what that's doing the coaching style. It's not smart. I don't disagree at all. But he's looking to win games, and that's all he care about. That's how, that's how a coach thinks. Like he's just trying to do whatever it takes to win games. So if Jimmy's hot, maybe he stays with Jimmy. If Jimmy's cold and they need to get Lance running a little bit, or they think they have a play designed well that Lance does better than Jimmy G. Maybe they let him run a series and they go from there. But I think the the options are endless and this quarterback competition isn't going anywhere soon. For the, from a media standpoint, sure, he can name a quarterback. But I think it's, there's just so many more layers than being a, a black and white yes or no type of question. That is, I mean, Kyle Shannon is a smart guy. Sometimes you can overthink the room. Sometimes you can get too like into yourself. Like, stop with this. Name a quarterback. And like, even if it's, I would rather him go with Garoppolo in week one than be like, we're going to play the hot hand and take it series to series. That's not good for anybody. That's not good for the wide receivers. That's not good for the running backs. Kittle, that doesn't make your team better. That hurts your team doing it that way, Kyle. No, I don't disagree. Like, I know exactly what you're talking about. And again, like rhythm is everything for a quarterback. So let's say the plan is to go into a series 
or sorry, going to a game and you're going to split series and Jimmy gets hot and you pull him for Trey Lance just because you want to get your number three overall pick reps. Now, what does that mean for Jimmy? He's not going to be the same type of guy he comes in when he right. comes in a series or two later. So, no, I don't disagree with that at all. But speaking of this quarterback competition, Trey Lance is at every opportunity to be named the guy, and he hasn't been consistent enough to do that. So uh, we have to put something on the rookie as well. Yes, he's 21. Yes, he's uber talented, has a rocket arm, can obviously run, but he has to be more consistent. And if he is, when he is, that's probably when we'll see, you know, those reps change and Shanahan start to lean toward him becoming a starter. Jay Stamps 101. Shanahan's QBs at year three in his system take a leap. Take a leap. Jimmy will too. Y'all watch. No, no, dude. First of all, it's year two in his system. Second of all, no. You don't make a leap at 30. I'm sorry. You just don't. <laughs> Jimmy Garoppolo has had plenty of time to do it. If he hadn't left yet, he's not going to. Um, we can get back to some quarterback stuff later, but let's get to a couple other things because there was a lot of other observations I had in this game. Yes. And the, other than the quarterbacks, to me, the biggest thing that jumped out, the 49ers front, the defensive line, was in the Chargers' backfield all night, no matter which string it was. There are some horses up front, Kyle. They can do whatever they want. And they were owning the Chargers during uh, the joint practices, and that looked exactly like the same today. So um, the 49ers, the Chargers quarterbacks were sacked five times, and it felt like it could have been a lot more than that. Um, they were living in the backfield. I think they had eight QB hits, uh, Jordan Willis, Arden Key, and even like breaking the pass up, they just owned the line of scrimmage. And when you do that, yes, it matters who's that quarterback, but it's not going to really matter who's that quarterback when you have a last play schedule. So think about this 49ers defensive line and how they look tonight. Think about when they add a D4. Think about when they add Nick Bosa. Think about when they add Javon Kinlaw. Like these guys are going to be really, really freaking good. And there's no doubt that they're going to win some games for the team in general, just because offenses aren't going to be able to do anything, man. And they're going to be so deep that they'll be able to keep guys fresh. And I think that's what's important. So come November and December, Eric Armstead doesn't have to play 70% of the snaps because you have <laughs> backups who can, who I just named, who can come in and play. So I think that's going to be big time for these guys. And they're just going to be a dominant unit, no doubt. Uh, in terms of the secondary, um, I didn't think anybody like had an amazing game, but Hufanga flashed again, man. That guy is everywhere. He can lay the lumber. I thought Lenore had a couple of good pass breakups. Like, again, these guys aren't looking like superstars out there, but I was encouraged by what I saw. Lenore is just always in position, it seems like. He did have a nice pass breakup, but even on his other target, eh, he was just right there. So that's what you want. I think he is pretty clearly ahead of Ambry Thomas, who gave up a couple long completions again. Uh, I don't think it's a big deal that your later round draft pick is playing better than your fourth round draft pick or whatever, <laughs> a couple rounds. But, I mean, both of them were going to have an opportunity to play, and it, it's pretty as simple as Lenore is just better at this point. Uh, yeah, Hufunga, man, he that play in the backfield, like that's what Ooh. you want to see, that type of – um, aggressiveness and not even just aggressiveness. Like he has really good instincts and you can tell he kind of just sees what's coming. He's not like the greatest athlete and you can tell like he doesn't have the greatest play speed, but he's just a football player, man. He makes plays. He's always finds a way around the ball and uh, he has a chance. Like Tavon Wilson's going to play, but I think if Funga keeps making plays, he's doing the same thing in practice. Uh, he's going to have a chance to play a little bit. And again, think about how big, like how good Hufunga will look 
once all of the starters are playing, once he's playing next mm-hmm. to Jimmy Ward, once he has the defensive front in front of him, he can be even more aggressive. And I think that uh, will be the most impressive. The one thing I will say about the DBs, uh, ha-ha Clinton Dix had a chance, man. And he had one series where he had the pass interference. I put him there to the goal line. And then on that touchdown pass, that was his man that he left in the end zone. Ooh. And that even worse was there were three guys right by the quarterback. There was no reason for him. Right. To that. <laughs> what are you doing? To make that play. Yeah. And he still did. So that is pretty much how Ha Clinton Dix, like that's probably the reason he was a free agent, just because he just does his own thing in coverage. And we kind of saw that tonight. So um, it was a chance for him to make a, make a statement and he didn't do it. By the way, on that, I don't know, were you listening to the NFL Network broadcast? Dan Fouts is horrible. Did you hear what Dan Fouts said after that play? He said it was like, what, Dan, (laughs) what are you, what are you smoking, Dan? Easton's dick in week two of a preseason game because he was rolling out to his right look like Joe Montana in the NFC Championship game in the catch? What the hell are we talking about? Yeah, he, he's all over the place. You never know what's going to come out of his mouth. Honestly, well, I know how he has a job just because he's an NFL legend quarterback. But uh, we're going to have to start checking these guys out, man, because oh. I don't know what he brings to the table. That would be brutal to listen to every Sunday. I know that. We used to. He used to be a national guy. Thank God. I don't think – I don't know if he still does games. He's not He's not among the, uh, the top rotation of guys. Um, I'm a little worried about the running back situation, KP. Two healthy running backs for the 49ers in this game. No Trey Sermon, no Elijah Mitchell, as we know. I mean, it was the Jermichael Hasty and Wayne Goldman show. Yeah, and by the way, we need to figure out if those two guys can play. And I think they both played really well tonight. So, uh, Goldman, and it's going to be tough to really talk about this just because of what it is, but he was really impressive, impressive in pass protection. I think yes. that's what the 49ers need. He had like three or four blocks where he picked up a blitzer stepped up into the line and gave the quarterbacks time that matters hasty still a little jitterbug man he looks good but the 49ers did they they made it sound like the injury to trey sermon is it serious but they always say (laughs) right 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 he was banged up last week he was banged up in practice so maybe this is always just going to be a thing maybe this Mm -hmm. is who it is um most didn't play for precautionary reasons but yeah, you you just hope that this isn't the case with Sermon where he's going to be a guy that lives on the injury report because he was selected to be the guy. He was selected to be the guy who gets, you know, 15 to 20 carries and Mostert kind of supplements him and he's going to be the explosive guy. Yeah, I feel like uh, Hasty is like the more exciting runner to me. I feel like he can do some special things, but I think Gallman clearly is better in pass protection. And I think coaches, coaches like guys that help keep their quarterback healthy, they can find someone to run the ball. So I kind of give Gallman the edge there. Yeah, Hasty has had an issue holding on to the ball too. Like as yes. exciting as he is, fumbling has been an issue. And we saw that last week. Um, he makes plays. There's no doubt he's fun to watch. But if you if you can't help on passing plays, where you're, whether it's receiving, whether it's blocking, or you can't hold on to the ball, and what what are you really doing here? Seeking Themyscira says, "Way to take the layup comments." I don't know what the what the mean comments are that we're not taking, but if you've got one, Seeking Themyscira, lay it, you know, fire it at us here. How is the team done without Jimmy? Oh, is that your is that your tough comment guy? Is that your argument? That's your fastball that Jimmy Garoppolo is better than Nick Mullins and C.J. Beathard, which, by the way, 
How have those two trash bags looked in the preseason without Kyle Shanahan propping them up? They look like garbage because that's what they are. So if your argument is that Jimmy's better than those two, congrats, you win. That's the lowest bar in the history of professional quarterbacking. That's not what we're judging. We're not judging judging a $25 million quarterback compared to an undrafted free agent. That's not apples to apples. Did we win? Ray says, did we win because I feel like we are talking like we lost? Dude, it's a preseason game. Who cares if they won or lost? (laughs) Yeah, it's more about the process, and that's why these preseason games do matter. We're trying to see how Trey Lance looks every series. Is he getting better? Is he progressing? And that goes for the offensive line, the defensive line, and every position. So, sure, the 49ers won. But that's because their defensive line just dominated and the, the Chargers weren't able to get move the ball because they had plenty of opportunities. But, mm-hmm. um, yeah, we're talking about the process, man. There's so much more to that when um, to these games and the results are going to be the probably the last things that we focus on. I did want to give a little credit to Trent Sherfield because uh, he was somebody that I was kind of doubting a little bit. You know, I thought he was just the typical like training camp puffery guy that we always talk about. Everybody gets talked up in training camp and then the year starts and they're garbage. Well, Trent Sherfield has been talked up in camp. And when I've seen him in the games, Kyle, I mean, he's the guy that's making the big plays for the 49ers wide receivers. And he had the nice catch right before the half on Lance's deep ball. But then he makes the guy miss and gains like 10 or 15 more yards after the catch. He's looked as good as advertised. He does this all the time in practice. Like, it's tough to separate how good a player is in practice just because he's going up against the same guys for like 10 days, two weeks in a row. But Trent Sherfield does it. He did it against the Chargers. He did it against the Chiefs. And then he did it again tonight in the game against the Chargers. So I feel like it's safe to say this guy is the wide receiver three. And he is, first of all, he's explosive, so he can win down the field. But we've mm-hmm. seen him make plays over the middle. Like, he doesn't look like he's afraid to go over the middle. I feel like, and this might be a stretch, this might be, you know, a hot take, but I, I feel like he has the best hands on the team just compared Ooh. to – catching the ball and maybe Muhammad Sanu does but Muhammad Sanu also had a drop tonight so maybe not Um, (laughs) I like Sherfield a lot man he just plays really really hard and it helps that he's fast and get open deep and can win underneath but I feel like he'd be the best compliment um, just as far as how the receivers are and he would allow you to move Debo Samuel inside and Brandon Ayuk inside and he can play on the outside which is probably not something you want Muhammad Sanu to do no, you do not. Nick Allard says, wasn't it nice that Sherfield pass was a pass with touch? Yes, it was. And yes, it was. Uh, how about this question? Matthew Russell, which wide receivers make the final 53? Debo, Ayuk, Sanu, Sherfield, Jawan Jennings, and Travis Benjamin. Do you agree with that? It's going to be six for sure. It's going to be six. So Debo, Ayuk, Sanu, Sherfield, those are the guys. For sure. I feel like Jennings is a guy. I want to, And he had a heel injury, so that's why he didn't play tonight. But who knows how serious it was. I don't think that they are going to even mess with it, knowing that Jennings has been their quote-unquote power slide guy who they can rely on over the middle. Shannon's been raving about him all week. Uh, Travis Benjamin, he did make a name for himself just because, again, he has a return experience. Uh, He caught the touchdown pass, obviously. He also caught a deep pass from Jimmy Garoppolo in the joint practices. And that was with the starters. So, again, being able to stretch the field and being able to add value on special teams and just being fast in general because that's what you want, uh, that's going to be who gets that last spot. It, Jenny, or what's it, Jalen Hurd, he has to play, man. Because if he doesn't play next week, 
then there's no shot he makes the uh, makes the roster unless would they do something like red or not red shirt? Would they send him to the IR and that mm. way he has to be claimed because that doesn't count against your roster? Or are they just going to say screw it and we're over this? You got to say screw it and we're over this. I mean, we're not. It's not like he's a proven guy, a proven producer. And then he's hurt and we're waiting for him to get healthy. We don't even know if he's any good because he can't stay healthy. So he's got to clear two hurdles. One, stay on the field. Two, prove he's good. And I'm sorry, but a couple of good preseason plays against the Cowboys are not enough to convince me that Jalen Hurd can play in the NFL. So I I don't know. I Like, what do we – I don't want to have time to stop and wait for you, dude. Like, this is year three now? Sorry. I, I think they got to move on. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see uh, if John if John Jennings does anything next week, um, then I just don't think there's going to be a spot for him. Mm-hmm. But even that goes for Travis Benjamin or whoever the other wide receivers are. If they are able to just do anything and Hurd doesn't just ball out of his mind, it's going to be really tough for him to make the roster. Uh, the other thing, I still don't know who the returners are for this team. Um, we saw Simba Webster. We saw Travis Benjamin. Richie James, for some reason, was back there again. <laughs> Um, we still haven't seen Ayuk uh, do that, which is the guy I want to be returning kicks. How do you think that shakes out? I think if Travis Benjamin makes it, he'll be the starting punt returner, and he's just going to fair catch everything. And, <laughs> and Brandon Ayuk, hey, it's better than freaking muffing the punt. Um, I think we've yep. seen the last of Richie James on the roster, just because as we yes. talked about that drop, and that means we'll see Ayuk returning punts. But I don't know who the kick returner is going to be in. That's probably going to be Travis Benjamin as well. But, I mean, he's 150 pounds. I'm not sure that's exactly something you want. <laughs> but quick returns, I mean, those are tough. Most of those are touchbacks anyway. But I think it's going to be Ayuk. I think Ayuk's going to be the guy. And I'm willing to bet that Ayuk has a 20-plus yard return within the first three games. Like, oh. I think he's going to be a special, special player. When's the last time they had one of those in an actual regular season game, by the way? Um, Like, I want to say Richie James Rams two years ago. Two years. You know, they've never had a punt return touchdown under Kyle Shanahan. Four years now. What the hell? Ayuk had a 16-yarder on his first attempt which as a rookie, which, like, what, what, else, what else do you need? Uh, Williams says maybe Simba Webster, wide receiver six, kick returner instead of Benjamin. I Benjamin had the touchdown. Right, right. He has, like, four of them, I believe. Um, yeah. I thought Simba Walker had a chance, or Walker uh, Webster had a chance to make an impression tonight, but he just wasn't getting very many reps. I, I just think they understand that he's limited as a wide receiver, so you have to be able to do more than just be a returner. Uh, he was a he got down there on a one punt play where I believe Lenore threw it out of the threw it out of the end zone, and yeah, Webster was just right there, but he he just just missed, but. Those are the type of plays that maybe Webster has to make in order to make the roster. Obviously, you know, he's a fantastic returner and he had a nice return, but you just have to do a little bit more than that. So, like, I'd love to see him make make it just because of those special teams value. But you also, you know, you want to get, have a guy that you can trust at receiver as well. So, uh, One other thing I didn't touch on here, injuries for the 49ers. Mo Hurst got hurt after the first series. I saw it happen, KP. I saw him go down and you could see him like stumble to get up a little bit and the camera cut away. And I was like, oh, no, please tell me I didn't just see what I think I saw. And sure enough, he didn't come back in the game. Uh, Kendricks also got a little banged up for the 49ers. Anybody else major that I'm missing? Uh, No, it was just Kendricks and Hurst. And that's all Shanahan said after the game, I believe. So 
Um, they they got out of here pretty uh, unscathed, and that's what you want in a preseason game, right? Like if we're talking about results, that's the one result that matters. Like no serious yes. injury, albeit they sat twenty guys, but <laughs> again, okay. have, yeah, there's nothing wrong with that because nobody remember nobody will remember these games a month from now. Who do you think plays next week? Like, do you think Kittle gets in next week at all? Or you think, because I thought Kyle had said that this was the dress rehearsal and he was treating next week like, like usually they treat week four of the preseason. No, he, he said a couple weeks ago that week three was always going to be the one. And he did say that he wants to get the starters uh, first half or so they'll play a half. Mm. And Nick Bosa returns to practice on Tuesday. And that means he'll take part in team drills. I think he should play in the preseason game just to get his legs underneath him a little bit, just to get him sure. in shape. All he does at practice on the side is run. Like he's just conditioning, conditioning, conditioning. So he's probably going to be in great shape. But there's nothing like, you know, just getting those game reps. So I, I'd imagine Bosa, maybe he dresses, maybe he only plays like a series or so. But I don't mind the idea of letting him and Ford play a little bit just to get, you know, get their legs up under them. But if the if the plan is to just put them on ice until game one, hey man, fine by me. Yep, we we will see them week one because that's what really matters. That was what basically he did his rookie year because he had the ankle issue and the hamstring or whatever it was, and uh, he came out yeah. week one and was fantastic. Got off to a slow start, seven sacks and seven games. <laughs> uh, how about this? This is a nice comment too to end it with. Matthew Russell pleasantly surprised Debo played. Thought he would be out the rest of the preseason with the tight glute. When I saw the news, I, what was it? Saturday or Friday, I can't remember which, that Debo's taking himself out of practice. I was like, oh, God, can we can we not do this again? But the fact that he's starting and played tonight, thank you. Can we just have our starting wide receivers, a starting quarterback, and our starting tight end for one game this year? Because we only added for two last year. So that is frustrating. Like, imagine even Jimmy Garoppolo, Trey Lance, whoever's playing quarterback, how frustrating is that knowing that Every time you go under center, you don't know if this guy's going to be out there, this guy's going to be out there, this guy's going to be out there. Mm-hmm. So the 49ers are loaded, and we've talked about it so much here that if they're healthy, they're going to win. If they're healthy, they're going to score a lot of points. What we're seeing right now is not going to be anywhere near the product of what we're going to see when they play the Lions, when they play the Eagles. So, yeah, the numbers might not look great, but life is so easy in Kyle Shannon and makes life so easy for the skill guys that I'm honestly not too worried about the quarterback player right now at all. Last but not least, Ray says, hey, Rob, can you give a shout out to West Laco, Texas? Majority here, Cowboy Nation, but us down here, South Texas fans, Ray and David Cerna, appreciate you. Well, there you go. Shout out. Love the Niner fans and Cowboy Nation. By the way, how many Niner fans were at the game tonight? It was like more Niner fans than Charger fans. Yeah, man, uh, that was during the joint practice. It seriously seemed like 10 or 15 to 1. 49ers fans compared to Chargers fans. Uh, it's going to be – if they were to play in the regular season, it'd be a takeover, and you just see, like, red and gold in the, side, in the, fan, in the stands. Amen. God, I, I cannot wait to get started. Fans in the seats, an actual, you know, non-injured squad where we have our actual starters out there for some semblance of time. We're, we're so close. We just got to get through one more week, KP. Just get, I don't know. Raider games are weird. I don't know what's going to happen next week. You never know. There could be a fight in the stands that spills out onto the field. Oh, I feel like there is no doubt about it, right? Like, that's just going to happen. I'm, I'm, imagine what we don't see. But, yeah, man, <laughs> fans are excited or exciting. 
and you can see that. And I, I just want to see the players feed off fans because that's really fun. And that's what really makes like the defensive line go when they're at when they start down and they're on the sideline telling everybody to get loud. That's what makes the 49ers defense the best. And I think that's probably what I'm looking forward to the most when the, once the regular season starts. Yeah, you know, you're right about that. I feel like the 49ers have a few. I think Bosa is like that, feeding off the fans. Kittle is a thousand percent like that for sure. I think Debo is kind of like that. D Ford is a big one who's like always interacting with the fans and always making sure that they're allowed to when he's on the field. So that, I mean, obviously he has to be healthy and play, but no, you can just go down the list. Like all of these guys love, love feeding off those vibes. So, uh, by the way, William Strider says, right guard update. Here's the update. They all suck. That's the update. Brace the up- yourself. The update should be Trent Williams get healthy. That way, Jalen <laughs> Moore can take reps at right guard. Because if you're talking about the best five guys, like Jalen Moore does not look bad at left tackle. The problem is he was supposed to play guard, but mm-hmm. people are hurt, so he hasn't had a chance to take any reps there. I think if we're talking about the best five, though, uh, I think it's more. I think I would go Trent Williams. And obviously, this is like very mad and stuff that you, you don't really get a chance to practice. But I go Williams, Tomlinson, Mack, more mm. until run skill improves or until Aaron Banks shows that he's uh, ready to play. And then I go Mike McGlinchey because I really think more could be the guy. And I think maybe I should ask you this. Would you be upset or would you feel like it was a waste of a second pick if more were to be the starter and Banks never really saw the field? And I say that because – does it really matter just because one guy is going to start? Yeah, my feeling is as long as you get one viable starter out of those two, I don't care who it is. Like th- neither one of them is going to make so much money that it's going to hurt you one way or the other. Now, granted, you know, you took banks in the second round. So there's other guys you could have taken there. Uh, so there's that part of it. But the picks have already been made now. So there's nothing we can do about that. As long as I get one starter out of those guys, I don't care who it is. I think the same goes for Ambry Thomas and Diomedo Lenore too. Like if Lenore ends up being better, which yep. he has clearly been so far, then whatever. Like you're getting playing time out of him, and that's what really matters. One of those guys needs to be on the field, whether that's the combo of Lenore and Thomas or Banks and Moore. Uh, by the way, the only time I heard Ambry Thomas's name tonight was when he was drawing a flag. Uh, <laughs> Not exactly, you know, I was hoping for a little more for him, but he took last year off because of COVID, so he may need just some reps and some time to get back into the swing of things. Although I guess apparently he just hasn't looked as physical as Lenore. No, he, I mean, he just struggles to – I just think he's too linear of an athlete. I, I don't think he's very sudden. I don't think he can change directions very well. And I think that's just been the biggest difference so far. They both do kind of struggle to pick up the ball. Lenore is obviously better coming forward, as we saw today with his pass breakup. But, mm-hmm. um, I mean, they're, they're rookies, man. And they're day three rookies playing cornerback in the NFL. <laughs> right. Probably one of the hardest freaking positions in the game to play. So, um, well, like, what were the, the expectations weren't going to be, like, high from these guys? Yeah, it's sometimes it's hard to, you know, put that into perspective because you just you get so spend so much time reading about these picks and here's why this guy's going to be good and then you see like one tweet in training camp about how they're good so you get like all inflated and pumped up about them and then you got to remember like you said the perspective there they're late round picks this is the nfl let's slow down a little bit anyway is there anything else you want to leave people with because i think we have touched on pretty much everything coming out of this game no, man. Quarterback controversy isn't going anywhere. Still have to figure out, you know, six wide receiver spot. Still have to figure out right guard. But think about it. The things that we are complaining about, a lot of teams would like kill for these problems. 
like the 49ers are very, very good. They have a lot of good players. And the fact that we're only concerned about like a right guard, for example, is just, I mean, people would love to have those issues and the 49ers don't. So I'm expecting a very good team this season. And you're seeing glimpses in the preseason. Tonight was ugly. Tonight was sloppy. Uh, you know, the men in black where you could erase that from your memory. Just do that tonight and everything will be fine tomorrow. But who's going to be our sixth wide receiver, Kyle? <laughs> as they say, as Brandon, are you Debo Samuel and George Kittle take the field? Like, come on. We're right. just being greedy at this point. But anyway, like you said, the quarterback competition not going anywhere. Make sure you check out NinersNation.com every single day, multiple times a day. News is always breaking. Everything you need is there. Obviously, follow the Niners Nation podcast network. You'll get all our instant reaction shows. We'll be here, like I said, when we started. After every single game, we'll have an instant reaction show for you. You'll get our daily stats and eggs update in the morning, five minutes, everything you need to know, plus all of our long-form shows. Please do that. Leave a rating and a review for us, too. It really does help. KP, thank you very much, my friend. I could not do this without you. Always, man. Anytime. One more week of preseason, baby, then the real deal is here. Woo! Thanks, everybody. We'll talk to you next week.